be interested, just pay, you know, pay attention to, to how things work and, and just get involved in as many conversations as possible, really. Um, you know, ideas, any discussions that are happening about why we're doing things and, and how we want to do things, just trying to get involved in those. And then um, so you can start having a voice in that kind of process, I think, really. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Gallery Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Sue Hymour, Documentation Manager at UK Cloud. Welcome, Sue, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for inviting me along. Fantastic, Sue. So just before I start pouring my questions in, please help me understand a little bit more about yourself and how did you get into this documentation uh, career? Well, okay, we have to go quite quite a way back for that. Um, uh, so I've been in documentation now for, I think, getting on for 30 years now. Uh, but it all really started at school. Um, I went to quite a traditional uh, all-girls school um, and I was actually there. The, the, the year I did my GCSEs was the first year of GCSEs. Um, so a, a while ago and being a traditional school, they didn't do a lot of um, technical things. I was fairly early, early days in the industry as well. Uh, but it just so happened that that year they ran um, a couple of Cambridge certificate courses in, in IT. And uh, I decided to go for those. And, and that then led on to me taking a computer science degree. Um, and during that process, I realized that I wasn't really cut out to be a programmer or kind of be involved in that side. But when I did my final year project, um, I realized that I loved that bit of it, you know, the, 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 the bit at the end where, mm -hmm. as well as building the product, you, you then also had to write about it. And it was a you know, fairly significant part of the, of, of the coursework part of the degree was to actually create a report at the end of it that talked about the thing that you created. And I realized that I really enjoyed doing that side of it. So uh, that kind of was what prompted me then to, when I was looking for my first job outside of university was um, to look at technical writing jobs. So that's kind of how, how it happened for me. And I've been there ever since, so. <laughs> yes, so you have over 25 years of experience as a technical author. So first of all, I'm very impressed and congratulations for <laughs> sticking to one field for many years. And uh, that also leads me to the next question. In what ways has the role of a technical writer evolved over these years of time? Um, well, I'd say obviously my, my first, um, my first job, it was very much about printed material. So it was all about creating um, user guides, actual physical books, um, you know, for, for, the, for the first part of, of my career it was, was very much about that and, and the printing process being a big part of it. But, but, but since then, obviously it's then moved on and, and jobs afterwards, there was a lot of um, kind of online help aspect of it um, and, and providing the documentation within the product rather than having to go outside to a book and obviously now everything is more online and, and having to find ways of of making the documentation accessible so it's it's 
you know, a, a big change from, from printed material down to what we have now, where it's in you know, HTML pages and people are accessing online. Online. And, um, and you know, and, and adding even more more different types of media in as well, like creating videos and, and all that kind of thing as well. So definitely how did, how very did different. You, how did it really feel when you held your first uh, book <laughs> with your own writing? And uh, because for me, reading a book, gives me a different experience than reading through electronic means. So I just want to know, how did it feel for you when you saw your first output uh, in your own hands? Definitely, definitely a great feeling. Um, and I think even my name was there in the front. And yes. I, I, I believe I probably still have a copy of that first one that I ever created wow. in a box at home somewhere. So, so yeah, <laughs> to have that physical thing in your hand that you know that you were, you know, a significant part of creating it's it's a good mm. feeling. <laughs> Super. So last fall, you transitioned from technical author to documentation manager at UK Cloud? Yep. So prior to this, you had only ever worked as a technical author. So how was this transition for you? Well, so so that, that's kind of happened because, um, uh, you know, a, a large portion of my of my career was was spent in a in a very large uh, corporation. Um, where I was, you know, a small cog in a massive machine of, of technical publications. And um, so the focus very much there was on, you know, all, all the kind of background stuff was done by a separate department and, and you accessed all of that, the templates and, and the processes and all that was kind of determined for you. And then when I moved to UK Cloud, I am, I am the technical writer. I was the technical writer, the first technical writer that they'd had. I'm the only technical writer that they had. So um, although my role when I first joined was really just to um, you know, make sure that we had the documentation, you know, more of a process behind it and, um, and all that. Um, it's certainly as I've worked here, I've taken on more and more responsibilities in terms of driving the strategic direction of, of what we want to do with the documentation. Part of that being um, you know, taking what we did have, which was a bunch of PDF documents that were that were served out of our portal, and someone had to log in to get to them, into the the knowledge center that we have today, which is which is all online. It's you know it's out there on the internet, and anyone can access. So um, definitely, the the role shifted towards, as well as creating the content, you know, making the decisions behind the content, and the type of content that we're creating, and how we deliver it. So any advices you would uh, suggest for somebody who wants to become a documentation manager at one day um, and having a similar transition soon? I guess just just to, just to be interested, just pay, you know, pay attention to, to how things work and, and just get involved in as many conversations as possible, really. Um, you know, ideas, any discussions that are happening about why we're doing things and and how we want to do things just trying to get involved in those and then um, so you can start having a voice in that kind of process i think really mm -hmm. true yeah. true very true so get involved at the early stages yeah. and uh, be more active in in the delivery process super yeah. again so let's talk a little bit more about your engagement process in uk cloud and uh, your documentation processes and uh, towards uh, the pieces of uh, contents you'll be delivering so what's what's the process uh, like so 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 uh, the process is we, we we kind of we'll get a request in from somewhere and, and the requests can come in from from any number of places um so we'll, we'll get a request for for a piece of of documentation um and then there's 
and it, and it can vary. Sometimes it will be, I've got this document that I want to put up on the, on the Knowledge Centre and it will be a fairly well-formed piece of content that just requires some editing and, and you know, a, a general look over, make sure it follows our standards and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's just, we need to document this thing and then I'll be much more involved in creating the content of that and, and having conversations with subject matter experts to, to figure out what the thing is, how it works, and, and then hopefully get access to it so that you can have a play around with it, which I think is always a, a key thing. Um, so then creating that content or editing that content, and then it goes through um, a review process to make sure that anything that I've created has that kind of sanity check to make sure that we're saying the right thing and we've got it right. Um, yeah, and then and then it, it and then it's published, and then and then once it's published, not forgetting that once it's out there, you do have to keep track of it, and you do have to make sure that you go back to it regularly to make sure that you you're keeping it current and up to date, which I think is a is a very key part of the process. Great. So, by the way, you describe the process. Uh, do you involve with a number of teams while creating these contents, or uh, how does the workflow uh, look like? So, so yeah, it, it can be from anyone across the business, really. Mostly it comes out of the technical teams because they might be um, updating a, a feature or adding a new, a new service or product or, um, you know, making changes, fixing bugs even, um, mm -hmm. and, and it will come from a technical team. Um, some of it can come from, from within the support organization, for example, if... Um, there's been something that customers are particularly struggling over and, and or there's been bugs raised and, and um, they feel that documentation would help to alleviate that problem for future customers. So they come in from the customer services team as well. They can even come in from the commercial team or even the sales team or, or anything. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, um, I have contact with, with almost every part of the business really, yeah. <laughs> nice. So. Again, given the amount, ample amount of experience you have in the space and you have delivered a wide variety of documentation throughout your career, what's your favorite type and why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love doing step-by-step um, -step instructions. Just that, that process that takes somebody from, you know, they want to know how to do something um, and then creating that process that breaks it down into each step and uh, takes them through from beginning to end and then hopefully you know they had a question they wanted to be able to do something and then by reading the doc they've they've figured it out and it's it's told them how to get it done I always feel like really people don't go to the documentation unless they're struggling they're having a problem they want to find something out and and to feel like I've got someone back on track and and got them over that hurdle and got them on with their day as quickly as possible that's that's that those are the kind of things that I like creating and I'm finding these days as well I'm trying to branch out a little bit and and, and do that more in a video format as well to just kind mm -hmm. of um yeah address people's different ways of learning so um yeah I'm trying to do a similar thing but but in a, in a kind of showing rather than a telling way I suppose great so being more innovative uh, and uh, uh exploring new ideas yeah exactly I, I try to think um you know, if, if I have a question, you know, if I have something that I want to find out about, how, how do I do it? What, what approach do I take for it? And, and a lot of those cases, when you're wanting to find out how to do something, you, you will turn to a video to, to show you exactly what to do. So True. definitely, um, I feel that our documentation will benefit from, from increasing the amount of videos that we provide. Sure. Right. 
So just uh, coming from the from my previous question, um, again, over all these years of you being uh, as a documentation author, what's been the most important innovation uh, when it comes to document tracking? I, I guess one of one of the things that we did um, with with our knowledge center was was as I said before when we moved it out of um, out of the the portal that we used that, that we have and uh, kind of converted it into more I guess I guess it's, it's docs as code right where you're creating markdown files and 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 that's going into like a source control system uh, mm -hmm. which has been which has been incredible for us um, in terms of being able to track you know track changes make changes roll them back and and um, definitely have that level of, of knowing exactly what's happened and, and having approval processes all kind of baked in has, has been has been great has been a great innovation I think in terms of rather than having you know, manually track Word documents or however you used to create them or frame maker files or whatever. Yeah, and it um, also helps you become more process oriented and uh, more structured, right? Yeah. Yeah, great, great. Um, one thing we didn't talk a lot is the nature of your documentation. Is it publicly available or is it something only a signed user can uh, have access to? Yeah, it, today today it is it's publicly uh, accessible. Uh, it did as I said before. It did used to be um, behind a, a login screen uh, to get mm -hmm. in our portal, uh, but yeah, now it, it is completely publicly available, um, which which shows up on our on our analytics actually. I think oh, fantastic! Um, I think I made a note. Almost eighty percent of our traffic, I think, comes from uh, uh, organic search rather than you know being being linked to from. From a direct link or anything so so yeah our, our documentation is out there and people are accessing which which is which is incredible to see great great experience great so with these questions i'm done with my gen generic questions but i have a couple more questions which is more focused on um uh, on rapid fire round basis mm -hmm. so are we good to go to that section yeah absolutely so who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career <laughs> i saw this question and and it's I, I find these types of questions so difficult. Um, <laughs> I, I infuriate my daughter. My daughter asks me all the time, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite book? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I can't tell you a favorite. I get so much out of so different ones. So I just feel like the, the, the approach is you learn from everybody. You learn from everyone that you work with, right from my first job when I knew nothing and I was, I was learning everything um, to, to moving from a fairly small company into a big company and then having to learn how to, how to work with all these big processes and, and lots of standards and all that kind of thing. Uh, and then going on into this current role that I have now where, where I had to learn so much more beyond the scope of just writing and, and learn, as I say, all those strategic things. So I can't answer <laughs> a particular one. It's to everybody. I think everyone's contributed. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's what I expected you to mention as well, because there's <laughs> one, not one person you can think yeah. and uh, uh, say thank you, right? So thank yeah. you to everyone who's been absolutely. part of SUS uh, <laughs> development and progress. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you might be reading a lot of contents over the web or, or physically. So can you share some documentation related resource you have consumed recently? Yeah, uh, well, I'm quite an avid Googler, so I, I do I do go in and, and whenever I want to know something, that's always my first port of call. Uh, I fairly recently created the, the UK Cloud Style Guide, um, and I kind of found in that process that I am I am quite a, an instinctual grammarian in terms of it. It, it sounds right to me, um, 
but without necessarily knowing what, what was the grammar rule that, that means that that sounds right to me. Uh, so I, I, I used Grammarly quite a bit then kind of when I was writing all these these bits, the bits and pieces in the in the style guide to, to justify these decisions that, uh, you know, I was driving um, in terms of how we would do particular things. And uh, the thing I liked about Grammarly was that it does quite often point out differences between American and, 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 and UK English. So it was, was always good to spot those. So I used that quite a lot in the process of creating our style guide. Okay, thank you for that uh, useful resource, Sue. My last question is, what is the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? Yeah, um, <laughs> that would be, that would be to be persistent, because I think you, you, you get various responses, I think, as a technical writer, when you're asking people, because obviously you have to ask people to do things for you and to help you out with stuff. You need to ask people to help you create content. You need to ask people to help you review content and then go over that content again later on when you're having to check it to make sure it's still accurate. So be persistent because everyone's busy and everyone has different priorities and doc isn't always the top priority for everybody. So I guess be persistent and, and recognize that the role that you play in the business is as important as anyone else's and um, you're worth, the, the, the role that you do is worth other people's time. So have that persistence to keep asking, have you looked at that yet? Please take a look at that and you know, don't worry about the fact that you're annoying people by nagging them constantly, which I think is a big role in a, in a technical writer's life. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet thank you thank you for that uh, encouraging words Sue more than an advice it, it sounds very promising and really encouraging to young generation who wants to take this as a career super so have I missed to ask anything in particular from you or is there anything you would like to share with our audiences today um I don't think so. I mean, I think in terms of the technology that we're using these days, we're, we're using, um, say we moved our documentation into GitHub, which I think has been a, an amazing thing for us in, in terms of being able to make that, the documentation more widely available. Um, and, and again, with that um, process behind it and the, the source control and the approvals and all that has been, has been a great resource for us. So um, that was definitely a good move for us moving our doc into, into GitHub. All right. Super. So thank you once again for sharing your experience with us today. And definitely there are a lot of takeaways that we should remember from this uh, episode and good luck with your managerial role and uh, more successes to come in the coming days. Thank you very much. It's really nice to talk about, about the whole thing. It's, it's nice to have <laughs> the opportunity to, to talk about these. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.